What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Swingman Podcast. It's podcast number 108. It has been a hot minute since we have jumped in and recorded a podcast. The NBA is back. It's been a while. It's been it's, it's been a long time, actually, since we last done one of these. Are you, too, are you too excited for the NBA season? Are you excited? No, I've been waiting ages for it. The Premier League's can't been back for a while, but I've been missing basketball, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Louis, are you excited, man? Yeah, I was going to say there's been a lot of drama in the off-season, I'd say. Not not, not like big blockbuster trades, but just sort of off-the-court weird things going on uh, with a lot of franchises that I found quite entertaining. We'll like to see how they play out throughout the... No, definitely. And, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be covering all that all year. But, I mean, as ever, every year that we've... Uh, since we've been doing the swing, man, since we've been recording these, we always jump in at the start of the season and, you know, we drop some... Uh, we do some predictions on who we think will win end-of-season awards. And also, we pick five teams and we do an over and under on these. Um, and as tradition, and I like to do this, I'm going to say, Lewis Howard, you can take the floor and you can go first on these ones. All right, let me, let me get my picks up. I want to say... I, I didn't double check this but i want to say i got all five right last year so if you're gonna I pick think anyone's... What... yeah 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 definitely i mean i can't i can't fact check that so we're gonna have to go on wrong. what you say i might got the nets wrong i'm not sure but I, i'm pretty confident i got all five last time so in other words listen to what i'm about to say <laughs> right the first one i'm gonna i'm gonna start it off with the team that i think i'm probably most bullish on out of any team in the NBA this this season. I've got really high expectations for them. I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets. And from the time that we looked up the over-unders, I think some have changed a little bit, but they shouldn't have too much. It was 50.5 wins. So 51. With 51, it shouldn't go for the over. 50, for the, 50 or less for the under. And I, I've gone with the over. As I said, I'm, I'm very bullish on the Nuggets this year. They've got the back-to-back MVP. Who you know we'll get into whether it'll be the the three time MVP joining a very select list of people, but the the main thing with them is that obviously Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. should be coming back, hopefully fit and healthy. And let's be honest, most of this most of this win total will depend on if they can stay fit, which is sometimes asking a lot with them too. But I've got faith, and I would add as well they've got some nice additions in KCP and Bruce Brown who's had some pretty good series over the uh, over the past couple of seasons especially I think it's the one with the I think was he playing when the Nets played the Bucks I, I think he was and I think he had a pretty good a pretty good series against them but the last thing I'd say as well is when you look at what the Nuggets did last year they got 48 wins without uh, well, mainly without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. So Jokic managed to carry them to that. And so I think the floor for this Nuggets team is actually quite high. And the ceiling also, I think realistically, if everyone played well and everyone stayed fit, they could potentially be the number one seed in the West. So for me, I, I'm definitely going over for the Nuggets on 50.5. I'm, I had to look it up. I'm actually shocked that the over and under for the Nuggets is 50.5. Like, I, I can't remember what their total was last year, but Jokic must have dragged them. They got last year. Yeah, yeah, like Jokic alone dragged them to forty-eight. Mm. So when, when with everyone coming back and, and a better roster, you can imagine he can they can pick up three extra wins. So um, yeah, no, no qualms with me. You're not going to see a disagreement there. I assure you. I, I assume Louis is the same. Yeah, I, I do agree. Just to play devil's advocate, though, I don't think it. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is so so badly injury prone that I can't really. I'm not going to really bank on him 
too much uh, in terms of like getting him over this win total. And I think Jamal Murray only started playing like contact basketball a couple of weeks ago, which is slightly worrying, like comfortably. But like you said, like if Jokic can drag them to 48 pure on that basis alone, uh, you would think that just those two back for a couple more games. And then, you know, the, the, the teams that Jokic were carrying weren't good, but they had depth at the very least. So, Yeah. Nice. Right, moving on. What's the next pick? Oh, do you want me to do all five? Sorry. Yeah, all five. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're doing. Oh, we're five. rolling out all five at the same as once. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've gone with. Uh, I've gone with a pretty safe one there, so I'll go with one I think amongst us three at least is going to be a bit controversial, and that's the Clippers because I know there's some big opinions on the Clippers from us three, especially from from you, George. I know you've got some things to say about them, and their over under was actually fifty two point five, so two wins more than Nuggets. And this one, I'd, I, I was, I'm an R in a lot about because if I just looked at the the team and the squad itself, I would say yeah, they're going to get over 52.5 just on pure talent. They they were above 500 with their two stars having 31 starts combined last season, and I think it, if you look at it as either a good thing or a bad thing with the core group getting to play a lot together, but they play without the two stars. Personally, I'm looking at it on the positive side, and I think. They've associated well with each other. They obviously have played a lot of basketball. And then hopefully in, into the next year, they should be able to mesh and improve even more. And then obviously you add Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to that, hopefully playing more games. I know that is probably going to be something brought up with this. It means that I am going to go for the over for them. I do think ain't the Clippers once again, as I said with the Nuggets, are a team that could contend for that first spot in the West and should, looking at their team, contend for that first spot in the West. It will depend on injuries and load management, as we, as we all know. But I, I, I just feel, I've got a good feeling about the Clippers this season. Maybe, maybe not to go all the way, but, but to at least perform, perform to a very high standard. Uh, I'll keep this short and brief, because there's probably going to be lots of times that we, we talk about the LA Clippers. If Kawhi Leonard was as fit as he was, five well maybe not five years ago but as fit as he was when he was in toronto um then i'd have absolutely no qualms however he isn't uh when he is he's arguably in the top three best players in the nba and you can you can sing his praises and all of this but it's the clippers we've seen this story before they won't play as many games together especially him and paul george um i think it'll be close because i think even if one of them's playing they're definitely going to be in and around that 50 mark but I think they'll fall short just due to sheer load management. Like when it gets really busy in the season and around the All Star break, and they're just dropping games, and they're sort of three. They've got three games in six days. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get two win. They might get two wins, but they get one win out of them and stuff like that. So for me, it'll be for me, it'll be on the under for the Clippers. Louis, I know you're a Clippers fan at times. So. Yeah, and we haven't even mentioned their big off-season addition in John Wall, John who's Wall. probably played... He's the most healthy man. <laughs> the healthiest of the three of them. Like, yeah, I didn't even talk about him. <laughs> exactly, that's what I was going to say. In the preseason, he's looked kind of nice in a couple, uh, for a few Yeah, he's, he's a bit of a spark plug, isn't he, really? I mean, I, I'm guessing he's probably going to start for them, but Reggie, they've got fantastic depth, if we're being honest. I think oh, yeah, if you go through yeah. all the, the teams... Like bo- like saying. top to bottom, I think they've got probably the best team in the in like in terms of pure quality. Whether that all fits together, we've seen that uh, that's not always necessarily been the case yeah. with them. Mister Mister Playmaker, maybe sometimes. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think fifty. So is it fifty-one and a half? Sorry, for for un, over unders. Fifty-two and a half. That put them where the Golden State Warriors were last year. And I remember coming into that thinking the Golden State Warriors weren't very good towards the end of that regular season. I think there's a a bit of room for error there. And I think as we go on, I'm I'm kind of the, of the impression with there's going to be wins hoovered up from the Utah Jazz. I don't think any team's getting over sixty wins. Uh, if I'm quite honest, in the regular season, I'll, I'll, I'd lean towards the over, but there is room for error there. I, I, <laughs> it's not as bullish like as we were on the Nuggets, I don't yeah. think. But yeah, no, that's I like a. Say, of the five I have here, that is the one I am least confident in. Yeah, it's like a ten point in the uh, ten ten or so game increase on in what they were last year, something yeah, like so that. It's so, so it's asking a lot. Mm, but yeah. If you team is 100 percent like yeah and and bringing in Kawhi and paul george is probably a much bigger jump than you would expect bringing in jamal murray and michael porter jr i mean they're just different caliber players but yeah they won't though i'd say Kawhi probably plays about 50 paul george probably about the same paul george low-key goes under the radar of how injury prone he is because he plays with Kawhi leonard um he's had about 16 surgeries in six years so uh yeah that's slightly concerning i think the postseason yeah, that will be their focus. I think I think that they'll load manage quite a lot throughout the regular season, but I think they'll do enough to get that. Mm-hmm. All right, shall I move on to the next one? Let's keep it going, keep the pace. All right, so we've, we've chosen, or I have talked about, two teams that are going to be at the top of their respective conferences, I believe, anyway. So I'm going to talk about one that I think will be right at the bottom, but not too far at the bottom where I'm going to go with the under for it. And by too far, I mean, I still think they're going to be bottom too, but I just don't think they're going to get under this amount of wins. And that is the Indiana Pacers. And this one comes with a massive, massive asterisk. Uh, so it's 24.5 for them. So 25 for the over. And I have actually gone for the over with the Pacers, even though I do think me and Louis earlier were going through where we think people are going to come in the standards. I do think they're probably going to be a bottom two team in the East. But... With the players, some of the players they have in Buddy Hield, Miles Turner, I'm very high on Halliburton myself. I, I think he'll make a big jump this season. I do think they, they're going to just about get the over. But that is obviously dependent on if they trade Buddy Hield and Miles Turner or not. Because if they do, then there's no chance to get the over. They're going to get the under and tank for a certain player that I'm sure we're going to be talking about a lot over these next few, uh, next few podcasts, but uh, I'll, I'll leave you two to carry on this. I'll keep it short. I'm going for the over for them. Um, I mean, you say asterisks there, but surely in your decision-making, then you have it baked in that you don't think they're going to trade them pieces. Yeah, I, I just decided, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with they're not, and Halliburton's I'm big on, so I'm just going with the over. Yeah, that's fair. For me, I think there's no choice but for them to trade those pieces away, and therefore I think it's going to be... I, I might even say under 20 wins for the Pacers this year. No, I don't that, think they'll go under 20. That, that's how bad I think they'll, they'll tank and they'll go for it, but yeah, definitely the under for me. I think, I think they're probably going to end up as the bottom of the East, if I'm quite honest. It's either them or we were going through it. I see there's Detroit that's in there, but I do quite like just... I think the floor that Cade gives you is quite high at the very least. Detroit, um, Detroit and Indiana are very similar, but I think, I think so. Sort of, they're not on the Indiana level, I don't think. 
I think Charlotte's going to be really, really bad this season as well. Um, that's another piece to throw into it. Um, obviously, like when when these teams are really tanking, we've seen it with the Thunder. You know, when they keep SGA out a couple of games, and I can see them doing that with Halliburton. And I, I agree, with George. I, I don't think they're going to have any other option but to trade those two pieces. Um, so I'll go under with them. I'm not going to go under twenty games. That that seems strong, yeah. but it's quite possible. <laughs> When the race is on, mate. When the race is on, there's going to yeah, be a they're, they're a they're a noble um, steed in this Wimbledon Yama race. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, anyway. Okay, so you've got right. the over. What's up next? All right. So the last two teams, I, I've left them both at the end because they're they're not linked, but they I think they're going to be somewhat close to each other, and they've both got the same over under. So I thought I'd talk about them together, and that's the Hawks and the Cavs. So I'll start. I'll start with the Cavs at first. So the Cavs have got, a, in my opinion, a great team with some great young players. Donovan Mitchell is a massive addition, and I think he improves their floor greatly. Uh, I will say it'll be interesting to see how him and Garland coexist because I was uh, I was looking up a few stats about what Donovan Mitchell was like when he was playing with Conley versus without, and obviously his stats are going to be better without without purely because he's just going to have more of the ball. But the the Jazz as a team were also miles better when uh, Donovan Mitchell wasn't playing with Mike Conley in terms of offense. So it'll be interesting to see how that works. But I've gone I've gone over for the Cavs. I think they're going to have a pretty good season. I think I made a mock stand NBA standings. I think I had them as the I had them as the sixth or seventh seed. I'll go I'll go with seventh. Let me have a look. Sixth seed, all right. I had him as the sixth seed, so I think sixth seed in the East. I think over forty six point five. It'll be close. It'll be close, but I, I decided I was going to go for it. And then, uh, do you not want to comment on that? Shall I go with the Hawks next, and then you can talk about both? No, go go for your Hawks, man. Go for your Hawks. All right, and then with the Hawks, it was. Be careful, Nathan is listening. The big Trey <laughs> yeah, Young. Yeah, well, stand. Nathan, our graphic designer, on. the big Trey Young stand. Yeah, Nathan's not going to be very happy because I've gone with the under on the Hawks on it. Because oh, when I was looking at where I'd place them in the conference, I'd have them in sort of the seventh to ninth range about then. I think they're going to be kind of similar to the Raptors. I think actually I'd probably go Raptors over them in the in the regular season. So that would push them down to the, uh, at the most the eighth seed. And whilst it's not out of the question for the eighth seed in the East to get over 46 and a half, I do think that that is, that is pushing it for a, a seeding as low as that. And just to talk about the team for a bit, obviously, we've got a, a big move from them getting DeJounte Murray. And while I do like DeJounte Murray, and I actually, I remember a few years ago, I picked him for a most improved player. He didn't do it for me that year, but then the next year he played really well. So that was that was unfortunate for that pick. But I do like him, and I think he adds some much-needed defense to that Atlanta Hawks team. They did lose a couple people in Kevin Herter and, and Wright's gone as well. And I think when you look at the depth of that team, it's going to come down to how well their draft picks can perform. Because if they can't rise to the, the standard needed, I do think their depth will be an issue. And I, I do think they'll be around sort of the low to mid 40s, but I've just gone under for them and I've just gone over for the Cavs. Um, I will say I agree with the Hawks. Not necessarily that I don't think that 
the Hawks will be near it or far off it. I just think the whole of the conference in general has gotten better. And I don't think that they've really moved mm. the needle as much as others. Um, and I think the Cavs will be over primarily on the basis of that you've added Donovan Mitchell to an already great young team. So that should be like a big boost and I'm in for the ride of the Cavs. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's not much of a of a boost up over from where they ended up in the last season. So no, I think they should be alright. Yeah, we're agreeing too much, to be fair. But I, I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah. controversial enough. <laughs> I know, but I'm in line with your yeah, sentiments. The Pacers one, one that was different from you to yeah, That's true, yeah. but I, I think um, um, I, I was just gonna say I think what Donovan Mitchell fixes the like the Cavs issues a bit more than. Dejounte Murray fixes the Hawks. Like I, I'll have to see how Trey and Dejounte coexist because they're both. I mean, last season anyway for Dejounte, he's a, he was very high usage, and that's how he got those high scoring numbers. Got to the All Star team. Trey is obviously very. Some would say a ball hog, a bit ball dominant. Um, so I'm intrigued to see how that matches up. And I know Dejounte is really good defensively, but I still think they'll have def- defensive issues, as the Cavs will do as well with Donovan Mitchell and Garland in the back, in the front, in the back hole. Sorry, but they've got to Jared Allen and then Evan Mobley. So yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement. I think the Cavs will be. Yeah, I think the last couple of things I'd say as well is one. Uh, when I was looking at the Hawks, actually talking about. And I think I think there was an athletic article I was looking at where the, someone spoke about this. I'm sorry, I can't remember who wrote it, unfortunately. But I, you know, I was talking about the draft picks for the Hawks. But actually, overall, I think the Hawks team is actually their average age is one of the older teams in the league. So, you know, when I was talking about the depth issues that could play into it with maybe injuries or or the hectic schedule. So that was just another aspect to think of. Okay, right. Well, I mean, I'll take the mid-range pick here, and I'll go for mine. Um, so, a little backstory on mine. The first year I did these, I think I missed out by two wins, I believe, on the Warriors on the first year. Um, and now, normally, what we all do after this is, uh, we'll, we'll put these in, we'll debate these, we talk about them on the podcast, and then you know we'll maybe keep track of them throughout the year. And normally, I do a little bet on mine. And last year, I remember I did this with uh, the Wizards, and they let me down by one win, um, which would have given me 500 quid. And then I did it last year, and it was the Warriors that let me down by one win, and that let me down on about 400 quid. So if you're going to take anything from this, my prediction, just go one on the other side is what I'd say. Um, so as as Lewis is, and as Louis done, I've picked five teams as well. Um, and, you know, we haven't had enough controversy, so let's talk about the Lakers. Um, so I had the Los Angeles Lakers as uh, as one of my teams. Um, and now, I don't know if this is controversial or not. So I have them down as 46.5 as the over-under. I don't know if it's changed or not, following on from a few injuries and a few few members of the team not going in the team uh, huddle at the start. I would say it's gone down one or two, but I'm not sure. So I, I, I saw a thing that was 44.5, but when yeah, we I did this, it was 46.5. But yeah. you know what? It doesn't really matter because I said over 46.5 anyway. I'm going on the basis of, of going completely against my whole logic of dissing the Clippers. And I'm thinking AD staying healthy all year and an AD LeBron team. I'm all the way for 46.5. Um, it's a big ask, I understand. Um, and, you know, I think I'm also doing this on the basis I can't see a world or predict a world in which Russell Westbrook is at the Lakers when he can't, well, like, at the end of the trade deadline, I think he's gone. Uh, 
it's not necessarily that I don't think one, I don't think it will work anyway, but two, I just don't think they're going to want that mentality around there for another year, a load of questions again all year. I just don't think it's going to work. And the whole thing they're trying at the moment of bringing them off the bench is sort of the, the leader of the second pack is just a load of rubbish. Like it's just that you can't have Russell Westbrook doing that. He's going to end up on some team that's a bottom feeder that's taking salary cap and he'll have to have a comeback here. That, that's just unfortunately what is happening now for Russell Westbrook uh, in the NBA. But um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not betting against LeBron and AD if they're healthy. And yeah, and that's the, that's the fat caveat that comes with okay. it. So. All right. So you're betting on two people. Uh, well, I, I, I'll give, I'm not going to talk about LeBron's health because, I feel like I think I think LeBron will I think LeBron yeah, will play yeah, like I'll, sixty I'll games this year, like minimum. Because he's, he's a bit, you know, he's been an Iron Man over his career. It's only really in the last season or two. Yes, yeah. The, the, I'm I'm ready for this now. Go on, go ahead. But so you're you're betting on AD, who has notoriously had multiple injuries, and you're also prospecting a team, how a team that doesn't currently exist will do. Um. Yeah, I know. Yeah, controversial, isn't it? I mean, uh, no, I, 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 I can't see. There will be some mountains moved to get Russell Westbrook out of LA. I'm convinced on that. I mean, that's really, that's really the question you're asking. Uh, about I was just going to say they have two first dra- first round draft picks that I'm quite confident they're going to use to get rid of him at some stage. Yeah. Uh, the LeBron LeBron signed an extension, I think, because they were like, we're not trading these unless you commit the future to us so i think uh, russell westbrook won't be there I- i'm quite confident he's already uh been pushed to the bench in pre-season he's in his Allen iverson uh, uh, era is what i would say at this moment uh, yeah I-, I really don't know whether he's going to be there or not to be honest i'm kind of 50 50 on it uh i, I just uh, i don't know so would you go over and under essentially I- oh i'd go i'd go under personally you'd I- go I'm under Louis, would you go over and under um i'll go over <laughs> if it was 44, 44 and a half, you're going under still, Lewis. But if it's 46 and a half, that's a bit sketchy. I'd go very slightly over, but 44 and a half, surely. Well, 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 I'll tell you my thinking. When I looked, as I said, I was talking about before, looking at the standings, and I had the Lakers as probably being like the eighth seed in the West. And so to be that, I reckon it's going to be between something like 42 to maybe like 45. So it would be them there and thereabouts. And it's just, I don't know what the team's going to look like. I think their depth is horrendous. I, I yeah. think AD's health is a massive concern. So for me, I, I'd just go for the under of 46.5. 44.5, I'd have to think a bit harder about. But if, we, if we're doing 46.5, I'll definitely go under. I think I just can't see a world in which as well LeBron James misses the playoffs for two years in a row. I can't see that. I don't, um, but I think he could get under 46.5. Yeah, yeah oh, 100%. But it, so. I, I think that they'll be pushing for at least the sixth seed because I think that's they don't even yeah, want to mess about with that whole thing. So yeah. I think that's completely justified. If, if you want to pick over or under for the LA team, it's, it, I think they're one of the hardest ones to choose for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, okay, where am I going to go next? Where am I? Let me just think. Okay, you know, we'll we'll keep on the controversial topic and a team that's been surrounded in controversy recently with luxury tax and, you know, white-collar fights in the training centre, the Golden State Warriors. Hmm. Uh, I have their over and under is 52.5. I'm not sure, again, if it's moved or not. Um, but regardless if it has, I'm going over. Um, they won, like, 53 or 54 last year without some of the guys in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is out of the five I've got. I'm pretty confident this is like the the my safest bet, which means he'll probably lose and Steph Curry will break his hand or something like that. But um, 
the Golden State Warriors is definitely my my one for over. I'm just going to keep it short and simple. I think they quite easily get 53 wins. Yeah, there's no arguments with me here. I think the Warriors are a lock for a minimum top three seed in the in the West. So I think they should be able to get 52.5, over 52.5 each. Yeah, they had 53 last year, and I'd said they kind of finished pretty poorly to the regular season. Um, fights, as in the uh, in the old training sessions, as George has alluded to, aside, I think they have. If any team can get past that, it's the sort of like Golden War- Golden State Warriors was a sort of like foundational sort of like structure that they've built around there, the good team feeling, and they've been used to Draymond for like years now. I don't expect him to be on the. Uh, team next season but that's an entirely separate issue I think but their talent is unbelievable when you look at it and I think they'll try and plug in or try and get you know the young guys a little bit more involved obviously Wiseman wasn't there at all last year Kaminga I think they'll try and phase him in a little bit more Moses Moody so uh, yeah they're they're pretty stacked and they're pretty good sort of structurally so I think that's pretty yeah cool uh Rolling on with safe bets for me and my beloved 76ers. Um, again, I'm buying into the Sixers hype. I'm ready to be emotionally hurt again for another season. Um, but on an over and under in the regular season for, for 50.5, I think that the Sixers can comfortably claim 50 win, 51 wins uh, in the East. Uh, and also, you know, I think Embiid's going to be very, very annoyed that he didn't get that MVP. I think he's going to be very annoyed by that. So, I think he's going to have that big chip on his shoulder. He plays with a chip on his shoulder most of the time, which is why he's so good. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think the Sixers again quite an easy fifty-one win over pick. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that that one's probably a lock, as you say. Embiid's probably going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. Let's just hope it's not a literal chip on his shoulder because he no. gets injured constantly, yeah. and that's the that's the only the one thing that would really hold him yeah. back from getting that. As you say, as I said, I think Warriors are a lock for top three West. I think Philly should be a lock top two East you know, between them and the Bucks. And I think both of them should be able to get well over the 50.5 BC. I'm also quite high on Philly. We've, we've just agreed with each other too much. 51 wins is low, isn't it? Like It feels really low. Like, yeah. it's, it's a good air around the Sixers. Obviously, James Harden took his pay cut where he's getting uh, money from elsewhere, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> but I think what they've done this off-season really was their depth was just so bad last season, you know, after the hard. And I think the Ben Simmons thing just really messed everything up last season. So, like, they've gone out and they've got decent depth now. Montrez can back up uh, Joe Embiid. You know, he's going to have his 10 or so games out injured. He, and he, he can do a job. I, I don't think he's amazing, obviously. Uh, Melton I really like as well. Um, and, and obviously PJ Tucker he's, he's a dog isn't he he's got that dog in him, uh, as, as, dog in him. yeah he really does um, so I think I like the toughness of that team I think they've got like Tyrese Maxey I'm expecting him to be better as well this season he was amazing sort of like shooting wise last season and took a leap up but I'd expect even further this season as well so um, I'm pretty high on them I think they might clinch the first seed in the East between them and a, another team for me so yeah fair enough um, okay, I'll keep this rolling. Um, the Toronto Raptors is the fourth team that I selected. Um, primarily because, you know, I like the Raptors. There's a little thing to them that I can sort of relate with. I don't know why, I just do. Um, I'm a big fan of Nick Nurse. Um, I like some of the picks that they've got and some of the players that they've got. Um, 46 and a half wins, though, was quite large. Um, but, you know, 48 last year... 
It's tough. I think they're going to be very close and in and around it. And I know the Eastern Conference has approved a lot. But I am going to go on the over. I'm believing in the hype. I'm believing in in the in the Sixers. In the Sixers? In the, in the Sixers. Um, and yeah, no, that's really it. I don't really have too much else to say. I'm just believing yeah. in the Raptors. I think the Raptors are in the same sort of boat as the Hawks and the Cavs with that 46.5. I think they're all going to be finishing around each other. And when I'm a big I fan of Scott, doing, Scotty Barnes all the way, yeah. Yeah, when I was doing my list, I had the Raptors finishing below the Cavs but above the Hawks. And so that puts them right in about that 46.5. And I feel like with the Raptors, they're always one of those teams that people underrate how well they always perform or consistently perform in the regular season. So I think I actually agree with you and I would go with the over for the Raptors as well, but like barely they're scraping it. Yeah. Also, um, I'm not sure if you saw the video, but Brian Windhorst, who has uh, obviously had a fantastic off season, <laughs> um, was talking about the Raptors being like a potential spoiler in the East. They've got a lot of assets that they can trade, and they're pretty prepared to do that. They were involved in trades with uh, trade talks with the Brooklyn Nets about KD, but the asking price was obviously too much. There, I, I love Scotty Barnes. I think he's unbelievable and I think he's going to be a really good player um, I would also go over here but I'm really annoyed that we're still agreeing with each other yeah, yeah it's, not very, it's not been very spicy at the moment well let's wait for this because the fifth pick of mine is the New York Knicks and there's never a dull moment with them um, so I mean the Knicks have just been a constant sort of they're just mid aren't they the Knicks they're always what's what's something that's really like hyped up and that never ever lives up to its expectation I'm trying to think of like a general Thing that everyone gets excited for. I, I, Candy Floss came to mind, but I don't think that's maybe the McRib. The McRib had a lot of hype. McRib, you know <laughs> uh, do, do, I don't know. I don't want to. Refer, I think the McRib in America is very popular over here. Yeah, mate. You know what? I was thinking the I was thinking the spicy chicken nuggets. You know because they're just worse than the normal ones. The spicy chicken nuggets are very mid. Yeah, you're bang on with that one. Um, but yeah, the the New York Knicks. It's just something. Every year, I mean, I know they've, they've got Jaden Brunson, and and that's the whole. Again, that was mid. Like, it, it, he's a great player, but it's a mid. You really get excited for Jaden Brunson. Um, Thirty nine point five is the is the over under here for the Knicks, and forty wins should be doable. I mean, it, like it should be doable, and I think they'll be like semi entertaining. I like RJ Barrett. You know, got Obi Toppin, he dunked the ball and everything. But it's the Knicks. So because of that, it's my first and only under. Everyone else was over, and my Knicks are under. So, um, Stephen A, I know you're watching. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I agree with you. I'd go with the under as well. I, I, th- I do like Jaden Brunson, but I don't think he pushes the needle too much. And I think a lot of the other teams in the Eastern Conference have got a lot better. They made some really nice additions, so... They got 37 wins last season, so this would be them getting 40, I think. They're probably going to be around 37 again. Maybe like what, a win extra, a couple win extra, I don't know. So I'm not saying they'll be too low under that, that over-under, but I'm going to go for the under for it. It's such a shame. If they got Donovan Mitchell, it would have been a complete different story. But Even then, Donovan Mitchell doesn't move the needle for them too much, I think. It might bring them sort of like... Hawks Raptors range, but I don't think to the extent that they're hoping for. But I'll go, I'd go the over on that. I do actually, I think I rate Brunson slightly more than you two do. Maybe I do think it's more of a loss for the Mavs than it is an addition for the Knicks, if that makes yeah. sense. Because I think 
Brunson's one of those rare players that can really play well with Donovan Mitchell, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic. Um, so that, that that is one thing. But I do think there is more to him. I do think there is some all star potential here. You know, the Nick when when the Knicks have a good player, they really rally behind them as well. Um, maybe Julius Randle can recapture some of his form from a couple seasons ago. I'm still waiting for an RJ Barrett leap. I must say, I think it will come at some stage because I just quite like him. So, I thought 40 and a half wins. Come on, that's not a lot, is it? <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of propaganda on RJ Barrett's jump shot in the office. He's got, he's got some say. social media. He's got some social media yeah. prop, I'm telling yeah, there's, you. There's, Him and Scotty Bar- great There's some great burner accounts that are obviously being... They're, they're, they're high up on the algos to be pushing onto some timelines. Um, but yeah, that's me. So, I've got Lakers over, Sixers over, Toronto over... The Dub Nation over and the Knicks being the sorry unders in my five. Um, right, Louis. Well, we've been. Well, this is a thirty-two minute podcast already, which has surprised me in terms of timing. Um, let's let's hear your five. I'll go first off the uh, Phoenix Suns. Bit of a mess of an off season, if we're being quite fair. Uh, <laughs> DeAndre and obviously got restricted free agent, got matched by the Indiana Pacers. They then signed him back. He doesn't seem to be uh, too particularly infused about the situation, but you know he's there. Um, Chris Paul, year older, their owner, uh, need, being basically forced to sell. Less said the better. Jay Crowder is throwing up an absolute stink at the moment because he's been forced out the uh, starting five, which is quite funny as well. Um, so all in all, very, very bad vibes. And obviously their season ended absolutely horrifically as well. It feels weird because they won, I think, did they win 65 games last year? Something, 64, 64. games last year. Yeah. And the over under is set at 52 and a half. Well, that was way it was set when we'd done it. I'm going to go under. I think the, the vibes are pretty, pretty bad. And I know that the sort of like the foundations they have probably sets a base level. I'm not saying they're going to go from out of the playoffs or something like that. They were very, very good last season. But Chris Paul, a year older, they haven't really done much this offseason to sort of back him up or give him some sort of like someone who can go in for him when he needs that rest. Because he does. He's, 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 I think, maybe like the fourth or fifth oldest player in the league now. And he's there's not many sort of like records of players his size going on for that long. So they needed more, I think, this offseason. And they haven't really suitably provided it for me. And it's just seeming like a bad team chemistry at the moment. But... Uh, maybe I'm just riding off the wave. I'm not sure what you two think. I mean, the drop off from what they did last season, obviously, is massive on that on that over under, and usually things don't move that much unless it's like a superstar leaving or a superstar joining or a huge draft pick joining. But I am going to agree with you. I am also going to go with the under because. I just think the teams in the West, when I look at the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Warriors, I all think they're probably going to finish above them in the regular season. And, you know, while they haven't lost too many people, there's been some pretty shocking things happening over with the Suns. So I, I'm, you know, bad vibes is one way of putting it, but I'm pretty low on them. Even though I still think they're going to do, you know, they're going to be fine in the regular season. I just don't think it's going to be anywhere near the level which they managed to do last year. So I'm also going to go for the under. Uh, yeah, no disagreement for me. Uh, definite bad vibes. Um, very, very sorry, 2K, but we're, we're not repping the, the cover stars this year. Would. Unfortunately, well, we're repping Devin Booker. I still think he's going to have a great season. Yeah. I'm not repping the Phoenix Suns to get over. 50 Would you say they're in title contention whatsoever? That, 
think their window's closed personally. Uh, I think this will be... It, they have a very... I wouldn't say it's completely closed. It all depends on their start. If their start is terrible, then yeah, it's done. And then they might even... And Chris Paul might hop away and try and jump on a, a team for, for a ring at, at, at the end. But um, yeah, I think it all depends on the start for the Suns. If, it, if it's bad and there's everything going around with this team then yeah it's going to be bad juju for the for the suns and it's it's not looking good but yeah. mm-hmm. all right I'll, I'll i'll just move on to my next one quickly um brooklyn the brooklyn finest brooklyn nets uh another high drama team which i appreciate ben simmons finally coming out of the woodwork for a, for a for a couple interviews actually now a couple podcasts uh so um I mean, he talks very confidently. He talks very well. I can understand his standpoint on a few different things where he feels it's highly criticised, but he does seem a bit... Uh, I don't know. It, you can see the part of him... figure. Yeah, you can see the part of him where it's like, I don't even need to learn how to shoot. I'm so good at so many different things. But it's like, yeah, you don't really need to shoot, learn how to shoot that much. Granted, it's never going to be your strength, but at least show some form of aggression. He's not been very good in preseason either. Not that I take too much stock into that. Um, everything going on around there. Obviously, I didn't even talk about the KD and Kyrie thing and them trying to get Steve Nash uh, out of there before they kind of rescinded his trade request in the end. But um, I think it's just bad vibes all in all. And I'm not even counting the uh, the terrible video where Ben Simmons... I've, I'm not sure what he was doing on that jump shot, but it was, yeah, it was going... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was, he was nailing a couple in the video that I saw after. So, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah, um, but it's just like... Uh, they've lost a couple of decent pieces as well. I just think it's going to be a bit of a learning curve. I think, obviously, players will miss time again. You can't really count on Kyrie and KD at this current stage in time, which is fine. I'm not sure Ben Simmons has it in him to carry a team to a certain number of wins, even though he's got qualities there. This is a very high ceiling low. Like This could go either way. I'm not, like It could be like a real sort of... Uh, pick your poison type thing. I've gone under under on fifty one and a half though personally. Yeah, I think with with the Nets, as you say, you know, we've talked before about teams and the talent they have and what they could be. And the the fact is with the talent they've got, especially at the the top end of their their roster, they should be competing towards the top of top of the Eastern Conference. But as you say, there are some things that have happened with obviously between Kyrie, KD, Steve Nash, where you just look at those things and you think it's just unsalvageable. And and everyone knows at this point that Kyrie is looking to be going to LA by the end of this season, probably. Uh, and Ben Simmons, one thing I will say, he's one of those players, and I think we see it a lot in the Premier League with, with the English media. Once they find someone that they can latch onto and and you know prints and things about that obviously a lot of people are gonna like to read very controversial figures they it, they just don't stop and so i think he is definitely someone who's a victim of that although he does to some extent you know he, he has spoken a lot recently and maybe some of the things he says you look at what's happened you think well if you look at the evidence that that's not the case but i, I do think he is vilified by the media more than almost any other player in the nba Having said that, with with all of that in thought and and the, the off the field basketball stuff, the chemistry between the players and the staff, I, I would also go under. Even though this should be a a very good team, I, I just don't see him doing it. 
Uh, yeah, it should be a very good team, but I'm saying under primarily because I want to see it blow up and see what on earth that they do that causes such a ruckus in the NBA scene before the trade deadline. Um, you've got one, the main guy doesn't want to be there. The second guy barely plays games. And the third guy, Ben Simmons, you'd expect, it could be Monday and he might decide, oh, no, I might play this one. And then Tuesday, oh, no, I don't want to do that one. So, um, yeah, and this is someone that loves Ben Simmons, but I just... He needs a couple more. I've yeah. got some cocoa bar there in my hand, but um, <laughs> yeah, this is this is a that's an under for me, um, and it's a shame because it should have worked in Brooklyn, but it didn't, and that's the NBA. I've gone through all the bad vibes teams. I'll, I'll reel this off quickly, as I know we have a hard stop coming up. But uh, Boston Celtics right now, uh, again, they said the better about what's going on in that front office. Obviously, they don't have their coach for this year, who was really quite highly uh, attributed with really turning that team around last year, especially after their poor start. I do think they'll be still quite good because I think that defensive system and the players they have is largely still there. And, you know, that there's a Gallinari got injured. Rob Williams is obviously injured as well. So there's little bits and pieces that might just stop them from getting over 54 and a half. I've just gone for under purely because, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to have to deal with a few things. But I do think Jason Tatum's going to be really good this year. I do think they'll still be really good defensively, which will get him like a base number of wins. I just think when it comes to... It's more of a postseason for me where I feel like Ime Odoka's, like impact will really be felt when he's not there and obviously rightfully not there. So, um, yeah, that, that I've gone for under on that one, just slightly. Uh, yeah, completely agree. I mean, they got 51 wins last year. The over and under is 54 and a half. I don't see how losing their coach, they're going to get three extra wins. So, um, yeah, short and brief yeah. there. Yeah, I'd go I'd go under as well. I think they're a very good team, but obviously not not having your coach with you for a year is, is a massive problem. And while I still think I've got them as just scraping a home playoff uh, berth in the first round, I think they'll probably get be the, about the fourth seed. I, I don't think they'll be, getting, oh, they'll be getting to that, so I'll say under as well. I'll do these ones two together. It's kind of similar to what uh, Lewis had with the Hawks and the Cavs because I think they're going to be in similar types of brackets, played each other in the playoffs in the first round last year. I had the Timberwolves and the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, so the Grizzlies are at 49.5. I went for over on that. I think that, again, it's kind of the same thing that you said about the Warriors, really. They've got the sort of structure in place, even when I know there are going to be players missing time. I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. is out already for the start of the season. He's always a bit injured. Um, John Morant will miss time because of the way that he plays. I, I do think that. But they've also got a really good backup guy in Tyus Jones. Um, I just think their talent ID is like the best in the league in terms of drafting and everything. And there's going to be some player that I've never heard of before they'll bring in and he's just like fills a hole like massively. And and their depth is obviously really strong. And one of the reasons they got to, I think they had 56 wins last year. Yeah, they had 56 wins second seed. So I think 49 and a half over that is quite fair. And the, like I said, the Utah Jazz won't be there. So that's another place to hop. And then my beloved Minnesota Timberwolves, who obviously made a big home run trade for George's favourite player, uh, Rudy Gobert in the off-season. Their over-under is set 48 and a half. I've gone for over on that. I think, yeah. Um, the the, the, the sort over of defend- and under for the Timbles is 48 and a half? It is, yeah. Wow. Certainly what is. world we live in. They were at 46 last year, mate. <laughs> they were at 46 last year. Yeah, and they've added probably the best, well, yeah, one of the best oh, defensive players in the that. league. Um, one of the best young I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. Exactly. Yeah, one of the best defensive players in the league, and that is obviously the key area where they've been weak. I'd say over the last couple of years. 
Um, I'm intrigued to see how it works with Cat and Rudy Gobert on defense because I don't think Cat's going to be very solid perimeter defense wise, and that's going to be an issue. I think more of an issue in the playoffs anyway. Um, so that's one thing I'd say. But they've you know they got some other good pickups in the in the off season. Well, Kyle Anderson from the Grizzlies. Um, yeah, so I, I I think over on that one's fair enough. It's only two more wins, and you're plugging in Rudy Gobert to be honest. Yeah. Uh, three more wins, sorry, plug, uh, plugging in Rudy Gobert, and I think Anthony Edwards is going to take another step up. So yeah, yeah. Uh, short, short and brief. I absolutely agree on the Grizzlies. Uh, I absolutely don't agree on the Timberwolves. Um, I think I'm a big fan of Cat and a big fan of Anthony Edwards. But I think you plug Rudy Gobert and it isn't like, you, oh, you're already good. And you put Rudy Gobert in, now you're already going to be better. Um, I think there's going to be a big adjustment period in that. Um, and the stifled towel will stifle the offensive flow that they had. So, uh, no, I'm not. I'm going under on, on 49 wins. So, but yeah. I How... would go definitely over on the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies are, yeah, Grizzlies are going great. to perform at a very high level again. I think they'll get a home, a home playoffs from the first round again. I don't think they'll be as I don't think they'll be the second seed again this year, but uh, I think they'll probably about probably be around that fourth, third seed, probably fourth if I had to choose. And the Timberwolves is an interesting one because, as you say, they did get forty six wins last season, and now they've added Rudy Gobert and what was it forty eight and a half? Louis was it the over under for the Timberwolves? Yeah, 49. no, it was forty eight. It's forty eight and a half. Forty nine wins. Yeah, sorry. Forty nine wins and yeah. yeah. It's tough because I do think they're probably going to be a, be around that sixth, seventh seed again. So I, I I actually think their win total will be pretty similar to last season. I think they'll, as George said, I think there will be some growing pains. I am really high on Anti Edwards, and I think, as Louis said, he'll make another massive leap this season. But you know what? I'm actually going to go with you, George. I'm going to go with the under. I think they just miss it. I think they get about forty eight. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, that that's it for me, really. I just can't. It's just a really go bears. I think it'll work eventually, but just not at the start. Um, but yeah, so you, you had just run us through your over and unders quickly, real quickly, just on who you picked in the end. Sorry, it's just on mute. So yeah, the Phoenix Suns are under. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies over. The Minnesota Timberwolves over. The Boston Celtics under, and then the Brooklyn Nets under. Did you want the win totals of that? But, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. That, that's all good. Just I want so bad get, vibes. Under. Bad vibes. Yeah. Under. Good, good vibes. Over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Understandable. Right. We have about nine minutes to go off on to our uh, award yeah. predictions. So this is going to be record breaking in terms of not dilly dallying from us. Um, so I'll take the lead. Um, I'll pick my, I'll, I'll go through everything. Well, actually, no, let's just, we'll do it by, yeah, we'll do by, by award. Yeah. Yeah, so sixth man of the year for me it was an easy choice. It was Jordan Poole, um, because Draymond Green's going to be gone, and you know, good vibes in the Warriors. So that's me. Yeah, I think Jordan Poole's the easy pick here. Uh, I also went with yep. Jordan Poole just because the Warriors are going to be so strong with their full team. He should be coming off the bench, and I, I don't really see him re- regressing at all, even with, as you say, the Draymond Green altercation. I think he, he's probably the lock for sixth man. Um... Either him or Tyler Hero, anyway. Yeah, just to warn you, I've gone for no, pretty much no favourites in this, just because I wanted to be okay. a bit different. Spider, uh, that's it. I'll, I'll be honest. Apart from one, actually, apart from one. I... <laughs> Mine are really boring, I'll be honest. They're the most yeah. boring I've ever done. That's why I've done it, because I just wanted to give people an alternative for the clips, view. For the clips yeah. content that you're watching <laughs> yeah. right exactly. now. Exactly. Louis, who is your spicy pick for the sick man of the year? 
spicy pick for six man of the year is Malcolm Brogdon of the Boston Celtics. Um, He's obviously going to come. I think he will come off the bench. He might start, actually, which kind of uh, throws into disrepute a little bit since Robert Williams got injured. I do think John Paul could probably start quite a few games as well, if I'm being fair. And I do think Tyler Hero could as well. This award has been given to people that have been in the Yeah, exactly. I mean, you you play start on minutes and you just put up a load of points. And I think Malcolm Brogdon can quite effectively do that, to be honest. I mean, he's probably the best six man. Like, pure player, anyway. I think Brogdon was pretty high on the odds as well. He was high, but he wasn't a favourite. He's he's not like one or two. I think he was 16 to one, six or something like that. So, yeah. That's not not too bad. Right, coach of the year. My NBA coach of the year pick. Is Coach Bud, and I did it primarily just because I think the Bucks will do quite well, and then that's how it goes off. Of I didn't look at the odds for that one; I just went Coach Bud. No idea if he's the favourite or not. <laughs> by, by your reactions, I'm guessing he isn't the favourite. I, I don't think he's, one of them. I think that's such a standard. I think that's yeah, it's a standard, standard one, and people mm-hmm. expect the Bucks to do so well. But I don't think he'd get it. I'd have assumed the favourite is Chris Finch, if that's one of yours. But he I, is. I he is actually the favourite. Oh, really? He is. But yeah, I, I just think that the Bucks would have to be first by a decent margin for them to give it to him because everyone expects the Bucks to be a lot for the top two seed anyway. Well, who's and your coach of the year then? Differently. So my coach of the year, as I said, I'm very bullish on the Nuggets. So I've gone with Mike Malone because I really do think the Nuggets are going to be like a so top you, you three are, seed in the West. You are all or nothing on the Nuggets for this year. At the moment. It's not all or nothing because there oh, are okay. other teams I'm, I'm pretty big on as well. But I really do think the Nuggets are going to have a great year. So I've gone with Mike Malone. Okay. Makes it easy that I've gone for Mike Malone as well for all the reasons Lewis said, oh, to be honest. Uh, yeah, and he wasn't a favourite really? as well as my, my key, my no, key that was, uh, that, was my, that, was, that was probably my one that was furthest away from, from like the top. It's an easy pick, isn't it? Because then it goes, you know, slightly low win total. Oh, it's got high. It's not like we just plugged in two very good players, yeah. but <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right. Louis, we're going to move to, the, we're going to go. Defensive player uh, of the year now. Actually, this might is be a favourite. Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> defensive player of the year. Your defensive player of the year. He is. He's to gone be fair. for the he Tower. He might. He might be a. Fa- I think Yanis was the favourite when I looked. Um, it's, it's difficult because I, they put Marcus Smart as a defensive player of the year last year, so I don't know what they're measuring it by now. You know, usually it was a tangible. Oh, he got lots of blocks. You know, but you can. You'll be able to clearly see Rudy Gobert's impact on the Timberwolves, I feel like, because they weren't a good defensive team and they could become a good one. So, easy one for me, that one. Um, and he's won it a couple times already, hasn't he, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, Lewis Howard, it's, your defensive player of the year. Point. It's a good point that you make about the switch-ups maybe being such a good highlight for someone with defensive player of the year. Like, what would you say with Marcus Smart? The, Bo- the Boston Celtics had such an unbelievable turnaround like just over halfway through their season, I think it highlighted Marcus Smart and Robert Williams as well, who who was one of the candidates for it. So those kind of factors I do think you have to take in. I've gone for a pretty boring one with this one. I've just gone with Bam Adebayo because I think the Heat are just a very solid defensive team. I think they'll do very well again next year. And historically, it is usually the bigger guys that get the, the defensive player of the years, as you say, people look like the blocks and the anchor for your defense and I just yeah. think Bam's that guy but also he can do so much more than just that and can guard multiple positions uh, I think people like to look at things like that nowadays so I, I went with Bam cool um, keeping up the trend with me I was believing in the Lakers so I'm kind all the way 
you know, AD defensive player of the year. I'm riding that bandwagon all the way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I think I said AD last year and then he got injured. So, um, I'm going to go AD again. I could have said Yanis deep down. I think Yanis, because I don't think he's going to win MVP spoiler alert. So then they'll give him defensive player of the year, but I'm going to go with AD because then if it comes off, I look like a genius. That is insane. Yeah. That is (laughs) fair play. Yeah. Defense as a team is going to be so bad that AD just will not be able to get into contention for it. Absolutely. Uh, let's go rookie of the year because I think this will be a nice and easy one, in my opinion. It's Paolo Bancaro because everyone else is injured that's going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I literally, on my notes, I wrote down like a few points for each one and I just put Bancaro balling. So, yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's, so yeah, we can skip I just over that one. get myself to pick no. someone else. If Chet was no, there. there there's... If Chet, if was, Chet there, was there, it'd be spicy. Yeah, it would and be. I think there's a few others. There's a few others that might come close, but it's just going to be Paolo Bancaro. Keegan Murray, I quite like as well. But yeah, yeah, the only Bancaro one that comes to mind, the only one that I would have considered would have been Jabari Smith, but that's it. But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, what's the other one we've got left? Most improved player of the year. I can go for this for me because you know I was believing all the way in that Raptors train, and I loved that you said it earlier, Louis. I'm going for <laughs> Scotty Barnes as most improved player of the year. <laughs> That's uh, that's it for me. He is the favourite, to be fair. Uh, I is don't Scotty know what... Barnes the most improved? Yeah. No way. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, look, okay, last well, time I checked. Say your anyway. points. I'm going to find that. Um, yeah, I don't know what the like really what what you do to win this award. It's kind of difficult to decipher. I went for uh, De'Aaron Fox, uh, hundred to one. If you ever want to have a little flutter on it, I think the Kings yeah, will be sneaky good, good this year. And he's he's. he's spoke about the big big picks that one that one's a good one yeah he is like a the julius randall type of most improved player been in a couple years he's quite good but we want him to be you know all-star level and i think he can be that this season if he's a bit more mature in his play so yeah i was stuck between two actually because louis was saying before he doesn't know how the voting for this really goes and i think recently it's been players that are very good and we and we see them as very good players and then they make that leap into the upper echelons of the NBA. I think that's where it's tending to go. So okay. I did think about Anthony Edwards for it because I do think he's going to make another jump and be in that upper echelon. Of just NBA looking, just looking at it, Anthony Edwards, Louis, is the favourite, not Scotty Barnes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, oh. I did know that. <laughs> I said I was being boring. I'm not actually picking Anthony Edwards because I have a history with the most improved player where I pick someone. And then the next season, they play really well. Like DeJounte Murray, I picked coming off his ACL. And then after that season, he was fantastic. I picked OG Ananobi one year. And after that season, he had like his best year in the NBA. And so because of that, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, I picked Tyrese Halliburton. And because of those reasons, I'm going to pick him again because I think at some point when I pick him, he's going to have a great year. And so you're going Tyrese Halliburton? Yeah, and I do think he should have a lot of the ball in Indy and should be able to show. So both both of those are ten to one. They're the joint favourite. Scotty Barnes is twenty eight to one. De'Aaron Fox is eighty to one. Um, but fair enough. Nice, right? And last but not not least, we've got like two minutes, I think, if that. Um, MVP. It's come on, Joel Embiid. I'm going for. He's <laughs> you know finally going to win it. I knew you were going to pick him. I knew yeah. you were going to pick him. And you know what? I picked him as well. <laughs> there <laughs> we think, go. I think. Last year, he just lost out to Jokic. As you say, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. It's a great narrative for people to remember. I think 76 is going to be a top two seed minimum in the East, and he's going to win the MVP. Because is it, I knew is it a three sweep? Is it a three? No, sweet? no, no. Because no, oh, I knew you're going to pick him, and you want me. You want me to. You want me to go alternate. So I went right. for the baked-in narrative, missing his coach, 
had a bit of a shaky finals last year. Went for Jason Tatum, and I don't uh, think you need to be number season. one in the. Uh, yeah, I don't think you need to be number one anymore because no. Jokic won it like when he was like third, fourth seed. So that's not as important to me uh, anymore. No. And I think he can he yeah. can consistently put together a season unlike last year, where he's only half. So I'll go for him. Bit of a bit of an out there one. He bit wouldn't be my pick there. really. He's the, he's the sixth <laughs> favorite. He's the yeah. Embiid's second favorite. Yeah, he's the favorite. Yeah. I do think about the number like the season where they're finishing. The Nuggets, you talk about the Nuggets and when Jokic won it, that Nuggets team was so bad that he dragged yeah. them to such a good position. I think that's why he got it in the end. But 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 that's Historic it. PR we are we are right at our allotted time. So we're going to wrap this up here. Thank you very much for listening. They were our over and unders and our NBA season predictions. Let's see how many of them we actually get right because it will probably be very, very little. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you follow us on all of our platforms. Check us out on Spotify, everything like that where you get your podcasts from. And yeah, I mean... We'll catch you for the rest of the NBA season and we'll catch you next time. Peace.